Okay, everyone, welcome to Cue Your Cuisine, the show that takes you around the world and gives you interesting facts about both the country and their cuisine. This week, we are going to Greece. Uh, we're talking about Greek cuisine. Uh, the first 15 minutes is I'm going to give you amazing facts about Greek cuisine. Then in 15 minutes into the podcast, we're going to talk to my co-host, Peter DeFeo. He is a world traveler. He has been to Greece. He's going to give you his real-life experience about Greek cuisine. If you're listening to us live, uh, you can go to Facebook, facebook.com forward slash KJW25 forward slash 30 minutes into the podcast. We're going to be interacting with our Facebook uh, friends on Facebook. Uh, third segment is going to be a trivia game about Greek cuisine. And then the fourth segment is our main man, Matt Maratea. He did an excellent job covering Italian food. What Matt's going to do is he's going to give you the best pairings of alcohol to Greek cuisine. Uh, go to your favorite podcast platform. I want you to subscribe to our show, Q Your Cuisine. That's Q-U-E-U, Your Cuisine. We have probably the greatest episode of all time on the platform now. We covered Italy, and Matt did a heck of a job uh, covering Italy for us. He gave you all the great uh, alcohol pairings to the Italian food. If you're a fan of Italian food and you're a fan of Italy, go to your favorite podcast platform and uh, subscribe to Q Your Cuisine. All right, let's get the show started. We're talking about Greek cuisine and Greece itself. Uh, fact number one, Greek cuisine has a 4,000-year history. So that means uh, when you're eating Greek cuisine, that has been around for 4,000 years. Uh, dining out is very popular in Greece to the point of uh, the Greek people like to eat with friends and family. And it is so common uh, to be at a restaurant with your friends and family. It gets to the point where if they see you eating alone in Greece... Uh, they automatically assume you're waiting on a party to come and join you. So there's been a lot of times people have told me that have been to Greece that they were sitting alone in a restaurant, and it's so uncommon to eat by yourself uh, that nobody came over to them because they just assumed they were waiting for friends and family. Uh, Domatis, I think I know our our friends, uh, Greek listeners, some of these words I might mispronounce. Feel free to email us, diningonadime at yahoo.com, and uh, correct my uh, pronunciations. But dolmatis have been eaten for hundreds of years. So that's the stuffed lettuce uh, that is in Greek cuisine, very popular. Uh, they have actually been around and have been eat, uh, eaten for hundreds of years. So I thought that was interesting. Prayer beads in Greece are often carried so that people can keep their hands busy and pass the time. So they're not actually, uh, it's not a religious thing in Greece. A lot of folks use prayer beads just to uh, keep their hands busy and pass the time. Greek food in their culture is meant to be shared. 
It is extremely rare, uh, uh, like I said, to be out eating on your own. Also, I know you guys watch TV, and I think there was an episode of Three's Company where they smashed the plates on the ground. That's actually very uncommon in Greece. It, it happens, but it's very rare. Uh, but if you ever seen a TV show, I know, I know I've seen dozens of TV shows where there's a celebration and they smash the plates on the ground. That's actually pretty rare in Greece. Uh, their culture eats to live. Uh, doesn't eat to live, but it lives to eat. That's the culture they have. Uh they don't eat and run. So if you go to Greece, it's actually very common for that meal to last a couple hours at an event. It's uh, their family and friends. Uh, they enjoy each other's company. And one meal can take several hours. It's not a place that it's not very common to eat and run. Most Greek food is healthy and it's very vegetarian friendly. So the, the actual uh, popular Greek foods are actually healthy. We're, the ancient Greeks, now there's a difference. Uh, a lot of the research I did covers Greek currently and then ancient Greece uh, also. But ancient Greeks had some weird superstitions about food. Uh, some of them actually thought that beans contained the souls of the dead. So, you know what I mean? There was a, there's a lot of superstition in Greece. Uh, and the ancient Greeks actually invented the theater and absolutely love plays. So I, another thing is in Greece, uh, I want to find that in my notes. In Greece, they cover the roofs and the shades are covered in blue. And that is supposed to be that I'll find it, but that's meant to uh, to fight off the evil demons. The Greek alphabet was the first to use vowels, so that's pretty interesting. Uh, the Olympic Games originated in ancient Greece, and here's what I thought was really cool: in Greece, uh, they have something called a name day. So if your name is Bob. There's actually a day dedicated to you. And name days are actually more celebrated than birthdays in Greece. Uh, Greeks believe, have you guys, I'm sure you guys have heard of the evil eye. And that is supposed to give you a curse when you are glared at with the evil eye. Finding a coin in the slice of a New Year's cake is considered lucky in Greece. Uh, thousands of islands uh, called the Greek islands surround Greece. And uh, there we, have, we have, just so you guys know, every show I prepare 60 uh, interesting facts. Most of the time, me and my co-host Peter DeFeo will be together and we'll be bouncing this stuff uh, back and forth between us. Uh, we probably won't start doing that till the summer due to the current situation. Uh, so Peter will be calling us, or we'll be calling Peter at 20 minutes into the podcast, and uh, we'll be talking to him. Uh, Peter's going to give you his real-life experience. So not only do we tell you about the cuisine we're talking about, 
Uh, but we also have my co-host, who's a world traveler. He's going to tell you his real-life experience. He's going to talk about the Greek uh, islands and everything like that from his experience. And then we got Matt coming on in the fourth segment. And Matt will be telling you guys uh, about great uh, alcohol pairings with your food. Be sure to look us up on all social media platforms. Just uh, search QQUEU. Your Cuisine. We had a big response from our Italian show. People really loved it. Uh, just go to your favorite podcast platform, type in Q, Q-U-E-U, Your Cuisine, and uh, follow us or subscribe to the show. A lot of the modern Western culture that we have today originated in Greece. Uh, Greek philosophy is super old. Six, it's, it is said that Greek philosophy was started in 6th century B.C. Uh, Greeks take their weekends very seriously. This is what I loved when I read about the Greek, uh, Greece. Uh, the Greek, uh, the Greek uh, culture takes weekends very seriously, and they consider Sunday a weekly holiday, and it's very rare for someone to work on a Sunday. But if they do work on a Sunday, uh, they get their full hourly wage plus 75% uh, because they take Sunday so seriously. Uh, so that was interesting. There is evidence of people living in Greece way back as early as 7,000 B.C. <laughs> Uh, they also have evidence from all three Stone Ages. So there is evidence from all three Stone Ages that there was life on Greece. In Greece, I guess. Uh, the Roman Republic annexed Greece in 200 B.C. All right, now we're going to get into the great stuff, and then we will be talking with Peter DeFeo in about three minutes. Uh, here's what I loved about the research we did. Uh, it is mandatory in Greece for males to serve in the military at age 18. And uh, the, it is also a law that people must vote in Greece. So it's against the law not to vote in Greece, which I thought was interesting. Uh, there was a, uh, a thing I read that said that, uh, that Greece is... Uh, it's, they don't enforce the law, but it is a law that you have to vote in Greece. Oh, Matt, let's. Uh, Matt's going to give you his uh, alcohol pairings. We thought we were calling Peter, but Matt, you're fine. We can go now. Uh, Matt is going to give you the best alcohol pairings with Greek food. Matt, you have the whole stage to yourself. Let's talk about Greek cuisine and the best alcohol to go with each pairing. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely happy to do so. Uh, Greek food and Greek cuisine is one of my favorites. Um, it's the only country in Europe that I've been lucky enough to travel to so far. So I was actually really excited to sort of take a dive uh, into that uh, for this segment. And really, when you're over there, they don't actually have a ton in the way of craft beer. So that's something that we're doing uh, over here on this side of the, the pond a lot more. Uh, if you're actually in Greece yourself, they'll try to steer you uh, towards some wine or towards 
say, you know, maybe uh, some type of alcoholic mixed drink. Uh, but when it comes to uh, the beer that they have, you're pretty much just going to get Amstel or Amstel Light no matter where you go uh, in country. So you have to really look at the flavors that you're getting from the cuisine, from the food, uh, and then sort of make your pairings uh, based on that. Now, with Greek food, you're going to have, obviously, some really bright flavors. You're going to have a lot of citrus notes. I mean, they have a lemon ready to go to squeeze over pretty much anything. Uh, so those are sort of the hints that you want to take when you are trying to design a uh, pairing menu for uh, Greek food. I know uh, one of the things uh, I really love is sort of their take on what a uh, mozzarella stick is, where they give you the, uh, the saganaki. And especially when they light it on fire, that's one of my favorite <laughs> um, things to see. But when you have that, you have something that is already, uh, it's got that citrus because they like to squeeze the lemon on it. And then you've got the breading and the cheese. So it's something that I usually like to start my meal with. Uh, but you're going to lean towards something a little lighter and a little crisper because uh, you don't want anything that's going to overpower. You're looking for complementary flavors. I so for there, you're going to want a nice, clean uh, lager or pilsner, you know, something light, something not too heavy. And also, I mean, it is the start of your meal. So you don't want to get uh, too bogged down uh, in the thick of a high alcohol beer uh, or something that's got a ton of body to it. I might even suggest, because they have those citrusy hints to it, you may even want to go with a Mexican-style lager. I know you probably have a couple left over in your fridge from Cinco de Mayo from last week, right. uh, if you're like me. Uh, like, I have a uh, Numero Uno from Flying Dog. That's a great uh, version of it. You could have a Pacifico. Uh, even a Corona would work in that aspect. But since it has those citrus notes to it, it does provide those complementary flavors that you would want with a typical appetizer, right? With a saganaki, with, um, you know, some type of their version of calamari really doesn't have that sort of tomato sauce for dipping. It's all about squeezing that lemon on it and having that bright uh, brightness to it. Now, when it comes to Greek food for me, it doesn't end with lamb, but it certainly begins with lamb. Uh, it's one of my favorite things to have. And obviously there's no better way to do it than there. Well, there might be, but it's hard pressed to find a better way to do it than the uh, Greeks do when it comes to even just, you know, you can hit up a diner. If, you know, it's, if there's Greek people behind the counter, you know, you're going to be in for something good. Right. Uh, so now to pair beer with that, his lamb, it has to be served, you know, a little on the red side. You got to have that little bit of blood. You don't want a well-done lamb. At least I wouldn't. Um, so basically, you, you want something that's going to be able to stand up to it because it sort of has kind of that gaminess to it. Um, it has that flavor to it. You're going to want something almost akin to not a red wine, but for me, 
I'm thinking more of a red ale, whether it is an American red, an Irish red. Uh, you know, you're going to want something that has uh, a little bit lower uh, on the carbonation scale, right? But has uh, enough sort of unctuousness or earthiness to pair up with the lamb. Because, you know, it's not, you know that lamb just has a bit more to it flavor-wise and, you know, a little more complexity to it when it comes to uh, the actual flavor than is, say, you know, pork or beef. So, yeah, an amber ale or red ale, these are the types of things that are going to pair really well uh, with your classic uh, lamb dish. And it's served uh, even in the in the Greek style. You can also sort of continue your way through with the lamb with the uh, pilsner or lager scenario because you know, that is because of the lightness uh, of it all. It can actually carry through uh, your whole meal. Uh, but you know, I like to maybe change things up halfway through the meal. Give my Palette, some uh, something different to taste, something different to pair with. Uh, but those are two things that I really like so far. Now that's a great tip. That's a great tip because lamb is a big part of Greek cuisine. So that is actually a great tip. Uh, what about for the other foods, Matt? Uh, well, I know. Yeah, you can't really talk about uh, Greek food without including some ode. To uh, seafood, they have a yes. ton of it. Yep. Yes. Uh, that go. Uh, that go on there, and I mean, you're so close to the ocean. I know when I was there, if I wasn't eating the lamb, I was having some type of seafood dish. Nice. Um, especially even the uh, octopus. I think it's one of the best places to get uh, octopus from. If you enjoy that, I know I do. Certainly not for everybody. Texture-wise, it can be uh, a little bit of a challenge. But one of the things that I really like to do with there is I sort of move into a cocktail setting, right? Right. So you have some of this great octopus, maybe some great shrimp. Um, I want to use just a little bit of sweetness to go along with there in sort of a cocktail. I want... Maybe I want something that's got a little bit of honey to it because I think honey and seafood really work together, uh, especially if it's got any type of breading that goes with it right? or, you know, some type of hotter sauce. I think adding a zip of honey somewhere in the meal really works with that. So I would say uh, this one is called a, a Santorini Sunrise. Oh, okay. Uh, it has, yeah. You take uh, some sliced grapefruit, add a little bit of vodka, some mint leaves, and then a little pink grapefruit vodka, your honey, and a little bit of Campari. Mix that all together, and then you've got something really citrusy and a little bit sweet that can complement any type of seafood dish that you might be interested in pairing, as long as it's prepared uh, in that sort of style. Right. Hey, Matt, you said you were in Greece. What part of Greece were you in? Uh, when I was in Greece, we uh, started off in Athens, 
Nice. And then we moved around the country, went to the islands to uh, Santorini and uh, Mykonos. How about that? And, That's uh, a trip. The, yeah. That's probably the best yeah, was, trip you can get. Yeah, it was a really great trip, really interesting. Um, you know, we got to do a lot of walking around, a lot of climbing, so there was a lot of eating. Um, Did you notice anything in their culture? Uh, I'll give you an example. I was giving some facts, and they said that it's very rare to eat at a restaurant alone. They all It's kind of an event to go to a restaurant. It's surrounded yeah. with family and friends. It's very rarely do you see someone eating by themselves. Yeah, that was one of the things I noticed. And it was, uh, and there was either restaurants or uh, little cafes, right? Right. So you had your places to go get like a croissant or a frappe in the morning, but then other than that, it was all restaurants, and they would all be heavily populated. Yep. It was uh, very much an event, like you said, but there wasn't uh, a whole lot of the, you know, the fast food empires as we think of them, right? Yes. I didn't see Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts or McDonald's, anything like that. I think I saw one or two Subways right. when I was there, but that was about it. About and that? that was, yeah, and that was when I was on land in Athens. Once you get to the islands, it's still the whole, most of the island, everything is still family-owned, family-run. Uh, they're all doing it, you know, uh, the way it used to be done, basically. So. Well, I'll tell you what, Matt, we're going to take a break and come back with Peter DeFeo. You did an amazing job again. Thank you very much. <laughs> Matt, plug your stuff, and we're going to go to break. Talk about sure. your uh, podcast. Yes, if you guys want to hear more about uh, the drinks that I like to drink, uh, especially on the local craft beer side, you can always check out my podcast, the Sporting Chance Podcast. I talk beer and sports, and uh, I also write about them as well. If you follow any of my social media accounts at uh, mmaritea22 or the or at Sport Chance, your- you will find. You'll find links to everything. Matt, thank you very much. We're going to take a break, and we will talk to you in two weeks, my friend. Okay, looking forward to it. Chinese food, Matt, two weeks. <laughs> Ooh, that'll, be, that'll be a challenge. That's going to be great. Thank you, Matt. Okay, awesome. Thank you. Q Your Cuisine is also available on all podcast platforms. Go to your favorite place where you get podcasts and just search Q Your Cuisine to listen to our show. But please like, subscribe, and leave us a review. We appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Back from break, and we are hoping to talk to my co-host, world traveler, Peter DeFeo. He is going to give you his real-life experience about being in Greece. Uh, Matt, I did not know Matt was in Greece, so Matt has already given you a little bit of a feel for Greece, and now Peter DeFeo, my co-host. Peter is a world traveler. He will be giving you his real-life experience. Peter, thank you very much. Thanks for joining us. Let's talk Greece. Hi, how you doing? Oh, their food is fantastic. Unbelievable. It's a lot different than any other country. Uh, They have... uh, they eat a lot of fish, of course, being they're surrounded by water. 
they have all sorts of unusual food. Most of their food is vegetables. Uh, they eat very little meat. When they have some meat, maybe they eat some lamb. You know, they might mix some lamb in with rice and uh, make grape leaves, uh, lamb, rice, and pine nuts, hot or cold. You know, they, they serve that. Olive oil is used a lot as a base, and honey. They, uh, to sweeten up things, they use a lot of honey throughout the whole place. Of course, everyone knows what feta cheese is. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the United States, we, we eat it with crumbled up, crumbled up. In Greece, it's not that way. Big chunks. Oh, wow. Great big chunks. <laughs> of, uh, oh, yeah, it's fantastic. It is fantastic. Coffee. Uh, their coffee in the morning is no sugar, very sweet with honey, very sweet with honey. And it, it's a, a lighter coffee uh, with uh, honey and uh, sw- sweetened up. But they, they must, it must be a quarter of a cup of honey in it. I mean, it, it is just, uh, it is just uh, fantastic. It's more like a dessert. Uh, mixed, you know, vegetables uh, and fruit uh, with yogurt. Yogurt's a big, big thing, uh, and they, they use it. They use it everywhere. Um, the uh, uh, fish, every type of fish you could think of. They even have a dessert, um, a appetizing dessert, which is made out of carp roe oh. spread. Okay, and, and they put it on. You have to use a blender. Uh, they told me in the old days uh, they used to use a. Uh, you know, like a big piece of stone or wood to pound it, you know. But now you could use a blender nowadays and uh, mix some yogurt in with it, and it's a it's a great tasting spread. And um, the desserts are, are sweet and somewhat healthy. They just keep it light, you know. It's uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you could you could end up overdoing it hey, with your beautiful 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 desserts. Um, custard pie. They have a custard pie, which has Real lemons, real orange, and honey syrup, of course. Nice. Uh, and, and it's it's also a good thing. Now, they, they do have a place where they eat some beef, and it's in a uh, soup. It's a reddish uh, tomato-based uh, soup mm-hmm. uh, with some beef in it. Very small. All their meat is very, very small. And I, I guess they're, they're mostly farm-type people, and uh, that's what they grow. When you go out in the islands... They have no no meat at all. Um, the uh, uh, white bean soup uh, infused with uh, all sorts of veggies. It's up to the you know who's ever serving it what sort of veggies they want to use. Uh, that's a stable. Uh, you know if you're going to have a soup while eating, that is that is a soup that they use more than anything. It's a white bean again. It's again it's a veggie you know type of thing. All right. Um, um, the, um, uh, you know, the feta cheese, Greek coffee, uh, almonds, dessert almonds. Uh, this, oh, they have an almond uh, pastry. The outside is hard, and inside it's like gooey, sweet. It is one of the best per- pastries. It's almost like you bit into a... Uh, 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 sugar, you know, uh, when, when you when you eat it, it is so so uh, great tasting. That's fantastic. No sugar, they don't use sugar. Um, that's you know that's pretty much uh, what they eat around the area at different times. Uh, it's been a little different, and I asked why, and he said, "Well, it depends on what we could get." 
during a season. So they're not going out of their way to uh, try to bring things in from other countries, uh, you know, if, if they want if strawberries and strawberries out of season, uh, you know, they'll uh, make something else suffice. Um, they'll put other other type of berries in there, uh, whatever they, whatever they can grow. Now, what parts what parts of Greece were you in, Peter? Uh, well, I flew into Athens. Nice. And uh, I was shocked the first time I went to Athens. <laughs> Athens is a, is a central location for all of Europe, and uh, there were homeless people. And this is back in the '60s. Right. Homeless people in Athens, you know, sleeping on the floor and everything. Wow. All their countries, they were stuck in there. They couldn't get out of the airport. They can. You know, they, they didn't have passports. I don't know how the hell they got in without a passport. But uh, I hope they solved that problem since then. But every time I've been there, the, the Athens was just full of a lot of uh, transient people and tr- uh, people coming from all different countries trying to escape their government, the problems that, that they had, were having in their countries. Uh, Athens, I've been out to the Outer Islands, too. And they're very similar to the Outer Islands of Italy, uh, Capri, Anna Capri. Uh, there are no big high rises. Um, the uh, uh, in the center of Athens, of course, is uh, the, the Greek Panathon um, or, or what uh, you know pillars and, and big structure that's up on top of a hill. Now that wasn't really put there uh, and, and developed around it uh, until about 150 years ago. I saw that in one of their museums, um, but it's developed now. And the houses are almost built right up to that hill. Uh, but it's easy to travel. Uh, we traveled all over Greece. I mean, behind houses, between the big wall that's uh, maybe 100 feet high, it's a dirt wall, and and the little residential homes uh, to where they had areas uh, that were curved and people could sit in a curved area. The Greeks had reached the max perfection in architecture. And oh, wow. uh, if you don't if you don't mind, I'm going to jump into Sicily as soon as I tell you about this. Their architecture, you go around the in Philadelphia, you go around the art museum. It was done according to Greek architecture. The outside of the buildings are curved, and the pillars go up crooked. They lean in towards the building a couple of centimeters. Um, the uh, reason for that. So when you're going down the street, buildings don't look like they're falling on you. Now, you notice in Philadelphia, New York, Washington, any of our big cities, Tokyo, uh, you know, the buildings lean in. They look like they're falling in when they're too high because of the curvature of the eye. Uh, in Greece, the buildings are not built that way. They are, they are built so when you're going down the street, it makes up for the curvature of the eye, and everything looks like it's straight as an arrow. Uh, when I was in Sicily, I wanted to check out the buildings that they say the Greeks came in and built. And these buildings were built by Italians. They were perfectly straight, perfectly level. You know, uh, I, I've, uh, you know, I do architecture, and uh, I went to Princeton for it and Wharton School. And nice. My entire life, I've done architecture besides art, uh, acting, and art, and all. And um, I, I'm, I was shocked. I'm still trying to find out if the buildings had been rebuilt. Maybe they fell down. The Italians rebuilt them their way, like, hey, we're going to correct this, you know? <laughs> we're going to make it straight. Today, these guys had to cook it, you know, <laughs> uh, because they didn't understand architecture. 
right. but the Greeks the Greeks started out with a lot of uh, a lot of things that we have in Western society uh, come from the Greeks so much yep so much uh, it's, it's a culture uh, it's a it's a fantastic way to eat and live and they and it's shown with the longevity they have and uh, the happiness that the people have also. I'm now telling you, in Athens, it was one of the easiest places to walk through the whole city, all around Athens, uh, you know, alone, not worried about anything. Nice. Uh, in contrast of what was happening in the airport, uh, I guess there were people trying to get in. That's all. all right. They were just. Uh, but the the, the uh, now I, I did have a friend, uh, Father Valdebate, and uh, he was actually across the street from my 23 Sports Road property. Um, and he uh, was a Canadian, French-Canadian uh, Christian, uh, Catholic, and uh, he was Father of the Liberty. He was a Greek priest at St. George's. I, I, he has passed since then. But, but they would have traditionally, uh, based on, uh, you know, Greece, uh, Greek food, uh, they would have every year a big uh, event for a week uh, where they had all sorts of Greek food, but it was all American-type Greek food, which, uh, which uh, you know, we, we put our own little little touch to it. Right. Um, it's, it is different than going to Greece. I would recommend if, uh, if you can get to Greece and uh, taste that food and, and get a taste of the people, you will enjoy yourself. So there's no doubt the outer islands, oh, they're very expensive, but they are oh, awesome, awesome also. So uh, that's, you know, that's, that's about uh, what's, what's going on there. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, just want to remind our viewers, our listeners, that uh, our show takes a different country around the world each week, and we give you fascinating facts. And the benefit of our show is that we have Peter who is a world traveler. Uh, we did Italian food. Uh, now we're doing Greek food. And Peter is giving you his real-life experience in the country. So we're not doing everything through research or third-hand. We have a world traveler. We got lucky this week, Peter, because our alcohol expert, Matt, also took a trip uh, to Greece, and he gave us a fabulous segment about alcohol pairings uh, lamb oh, is good. lamb he's good. is lamb is a big part of their cuisine. He gave us a pairing for lamb. Uh, you know, as as well as you know, uh, olive oil is big in Greece, and I think they're the second largest producer of olive oil in the entire world. So, yeah, what, virgin oil, olive oil. Yeah. So, what was your what were you surprised of when you were in Greece, Peter? Was there anything? Uh, that happened on your trip that really surprised you? Well, of, of course, you know, when I first went to Athens, it was a downer, you know, to see all those people uh, laying around the airport. Yeah, sure. Of course, we didn't have, we didn't have homeless people in America, uh, you know, that many years ago, you know, 50, 60 years ago. Right. Um, Not to the point where it would be so common to be at an airport, right? Yes. It oh, wasn't, uh, right. There's none, none of them in the city. None of them, uh, you know, running around right. just in the airport. They were stuck in the that? airport. Could, they couldn't leave the airport, fly out, walk out. Any, anyway, the police were holding them there. Interesting. Uh, 
The other thing was how friendly the people were and, and how they uh, embraced everybody and, and how their food embraced you also. Uh, a very, very nice culture. And it, it was, uh, of course, the architecture. I just love uh, the architecture of uh, Greece and uh, how advanced they were and all the things they invented uh, concerning architecture, architectural design, uh, you know, tinsel uh, strength and, and all of that uh, you know, going going on. But, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I did have a little bit of lamb when I was there, nice. uh, but most of it uh, was, was yogurt mixed with fruit and a cucumber dip they had. Uh, you know, um, uh, most of it was on the uh, veggie line. I didn't ask for veggie. It was just everywhere. Right. Onions, tomatoes, peppers, and strawberries they put in their salad. No lettuce. No lettuce in their salad. Oh, wow. Uh, they, yeah, it's a, 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 which is good because lettuce really doesn't have that much nutrients in it. Right. Uh, you know, the, the lighter the color, uh, the less nutrients. Uh, but if they put anything in, they might put some spinach in. Uh, of course, they have their spinach pies too, which uh, I don't. I don't think I covered right. uh, there. Uh, uh, and they also have a pasta, which is very much like lasagna, uh, but each uh, level of it is cooked in a separate place, and then they're uh, they're assembled, uh, which is you know which is. Uh, a little, a little different there. Yeah, it's different. Can I, let me give you a, let me give you since normally me and Peter would be uh, bouncing back and forth in studio. Uh, Peter, let's bounce this off you. One of the research I did, one of the things I found in my research, uh, is about the tourism in Greece in 2016. 28 million tourists went to Greece. The population of Greece is roughly 11 million. So that's more than double the amount of the entire population went there as a tourist in 2016. Yeah, half the people you meet aren't from Greece. <laughs> Greece. <laughs> They're from everywhere else in the world, Russia, Italy, you know, Germany, you name it. I mean, think about that. The, the entire population is 11 million people, and they had in 2016... 28 million tourists. That's double and then some of their population. I just, that startled me. That was interesting. Well, see, I'm not the only one that likes Greece. <laughs> <laughs> and then another, fa another fact I found out was that the people who are residents of Greece, 98%, which is a very high number, are authentically Greek. So I thought that was interesting. So ninety-eight uh, percent of the entire population of people who reside in Greece are authentically Greek. So I found that pretty fascinating. And Peter, did you have any language barriers with the tourists or anyone you ran into? Was it hard to communicate? The Greeks are pretty. Uh, they they know a lot of English. Uh, you know, you have to realize that uh, you know Athens is a central location. Yes. Uh, one of my trips, uh, I guess a trip I took in 83, um, we were going, uh, we had been to uh, uh, Africa, Italy. First we went to Italy, and then we flew over to Africa. And from Africa, we had to go into Athens in order to get back to America. Nice. The flight was out of, out of Athens. So it's a very central location, just like... Uh, Da Vinci Airport in Rome, 
uh, or the New York JFK Airport in, in uh, you know New York. Uh, they uh, they're nice people. I I recommend uh, you know you get involved. They're, they're, they don't rip you off, uh, nice. and uh, they don't they don't try to take advantage of people. Uh, they want to actually make people happy and impress you. By the way, we also did Ireland on St. Patrick's Day, which yes, we did. Uh, that was on Facebook Live. I, yeah, yes, yeah, I enjoyed that one because uh, you and I were both live on it, yep. and uh, and my Irish hat, you know, <laughs> my green right. hat and green green tie. And this and, show, and this plus sh- my children, my children are all half Irish. And the reason we brought this show to a podcast is because we were getting a ton of viewers on Facebook Live. This was actually a Facebook Live show, and we brought it to a podcast because a lot of people love the show. Peter, I want to give you a compliment. Then we'll have you tell our audience uh, a promotion, but we're playing your commercial at 4.50 p.m., okay? So let me oh, just good. let me just give you a compliment. We had a email. If you guys want to communicate with us, Email diningonadime at yahoo.com. I was very happy. We had an email from a history teacher, Peter, uh, who listened to your Italian show, the Italian show we did, and she said that she is going to recommend, once everything is over and schools are back, she's going to recommend our show to her students because of the great information we give. So that's a compliment to you. You did a great job during the Italian show. And I just My want, pleasure to pass it on. I just wanted yeah. you to know that there are people listening, and the history teacher said once school resumes, she's going to recommend this show to her students. Uh, I'm Peter, getting calls from a lot of people yes. uh, that are complimenting me on the show. Absolutely. And they want to meet you. You know, they know me, and they want to meet you. Well, talk and about crazy. And they're going to meet you. They're going to meet me because we'll be on Crazy Italians, which is a TV show. Coming out later this year. Tell us about it real quick, and we have your commercial we're going to play. Uh, it'll it'll be one of the Philadelphia uh, television stations. Nice. Um, Crazy Italians will be a weekly uh, about you know how it's Crazy Italians could be. It's a husband and wife. They live in a mixed neighborhood of all types of people, and uh, really it it starts out with Italians, but there's Jewish and there's uh, African. Uh, there is, uh, you name it, people from every part of the world, Asian, you know, and what have you, that that visit them and come into the other house. But these are really crazy people. Nice. And, uh, and we're looking they, forward they, to that TV show. And well, he's playing my son. <laughs> well, Peter, we're, we're, yeah. we're, we're going to have to wrap it up and go to commercial to play your commercial. Uh, so next show is going to be in two weeks. We're going to do... Chinese food. So you've been all over Asia, so you'll be able to give us your real-life oh, experience. Yeah. Taipei, Taiwan, Korea, uh, you know, Hong Kong. Great. Uh, and you, know, you name it, China. Well, let's let's go so, to your commercial. Thank you, Peter. We'll talk to you in two weeks, my friend. Uh, one last thing. Yeah, go ahead. Somebody uh, asked me what you look like. They, I said, well, you'll see them on the show. They said, he has a beautiful voice. <laughs> he ought to do voiceovers <laughs> in, in the movies. Yeah, well, you know, just let them know it's Matt Damon with black hair. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was Tony Devin, uh, <laughs> nice. one, of, one of Philadelphia's uh, best actors. Uh, Tony Devin said that to me this morning. What a nice voice he has. Well, Tony's Peter, been in the business his entire life. Let's go to the com- uh, to your commercial. Thank you, Peter. We'll talk to you in two weeks. Thank Have you. A nice day. Have a great day.
My co-host, Peter DeFeo, can be found on IMDB, Peter DeFeo. YouTube, search Peter DeFeo. Facebook, Peter DeFeo. That's D-E-F-E-O. Peter also has 17 movie productions underway. DeFeo's pet project is Crazy Italians. It will have you going crazy later in 2020 on local television. Crazy Italians will be released. So please be on the lookout for this fantastic show. All right, we are back, and we are live on Facebook. Live. So if you want to interact with us and you're listening uh, to the live feed, simply go to Facebook and look us up. We are live on Facebook uh, right now, and we are going to take your questions. We're going to talk to you about Greek cuisine. Until we get some people on our Facebook live feed, go to facebook.com forward slash KJW25 forward slash if you're listening live, and then you'll get to interact with the show. Let's continue with our great uh, celebration of Greek cuisine. I'm going to start talking, giving you more facts until we get some people live on Facebook. Uh, huge walls once connected Athens to the sea. And I told you earlier, it is a law that all citizens have to vote in Greece. It's mandatory. Uh, the building of the Acropolis was a community project. That means that people got together, citizens, they got together and they actually, uh, the building of the, uh, built the Acropolis. Uh, also, we're live on Facebook. If you guys are listening live to this uh, show, go to facebook.com forward slash KJW25 forward slash, and you'll get to uh, interact. Just type in the comment section. Say, hey, look, I have a question. I want to make a comment. I'm, I'm Greek. I want to talk about what you're talking about. We're on Facebook Live right now. I had a text from a friend of mine who I haven't heard from in a very long time during the show, and they were wondering, what does Q Your Cuisine mean? Uh, Q Your Cuisine, the title of the show is because we do a trivia contest with our listeners, both if you're listening today or two weeks from now, even a month from now, a year from now. Uh, we do a trivia contest. Uh, today we talked about Greek cuisine. So if you're listening at home, until we get some Facebook uh, Live people, if you're listening to this show a year from now, five years from now, ten years from now, you can win a $15 restaurant gift card to a restaurant of your choosing. All you have to do is answer uh, a couple trivia questions about Greek cuisine. I'm going to give you the three trivia questions that we would like you to answer Dining on a dime at yahoo.com. Send your answers to dining on a dime at yahoo.com, and we will send you a $15 gift card to your favorite restaurant. Uh, I have already talked about some of this stuff, so that means you're going to have to listen to the whole show to get the answers. We talked earlier about the tourism in Greece. I said that in 2016, 
how many people visited Greece and how many how many people totaled their population. So this is for our listeners at home. If you're listening today, if you're listening a year from now, if you're listening to five years from now, if you get these four questions all correct, we can send you a $15 restaurant gift card to any restaurant of your choosing. Question number one. I had already said in 2016, how many people visited Greece? Question number two. I already said, how many people are the population of Greece? How many people is there in the population of Greece as of 2016? I already said it during the show. Uh, let's go back to the facts. Greece has the world's 11th longest coastline. It's not just beaches, but there are mountains, too. Uh, the olive is a huge part of Greek cuisine, and they are the second largest producers of olive oil in the entire world. Uh, in Greece, uh, the, here's what I was talking about earlier, and I, I didn't have my notes. I have them now. In Greece, doors, windows, and roofs are often painted blue. And that is one of, I told you, the culture has a lot of superstitions. And that is a part of their superstition. They say that blue keeps the evil away. And when you visit Greece, uh, the doors, windows, and roofs are often painted blue for that reason. Uh, here's, a great, here's a great fact that I found out. In Greece, 64% of the population between 18 and 34 years old still live at home with their parents. And most of those people take advantage, uh, I'm sorry, didn't take advantage. Most of those people care for their parents. So in Greece, the elderly populations, uh, it, you know, it's not the nursing care facilities, etc., are not as much needed as in other parts of the world because 64% uh, of their population between 18 and 34 still live at home. In the winter, it is mild and rainy, and the summers are usually warm and dry. Uh, oh, I got a good one. Uh, this is for our listeners at home. I've already given you two trivia questions. Here's another trivia question. Uh, Greece is one of the sunniest countries in the world. Uh, but how many days of sun sunshine is the average in Greece? So how many days of sunshine does Greece average? Uh, it is one of the sunniest countries in the world. That's question number three for our listeners at home. It doesn't matter if it's a year from now, two years from now, five years from now. Email your answers to diningonadime at yahoo.com. And if you get all four questions right... Uh, we will send you a $15 gift card to your favorite restaurant. Uh, this is a podcast. I had a lot of people complaining. This is a podcast. I'm not going to repeat the questions 10 different times. You can just rewind and listen to the previous questions and then send your answers to dining on a dime at yahoo.com. Another interesting fact I uh, saw about Greece is that 40% of the population is actually living in Athens. So I <laughs> thought that was pretty cool. 
once again, uh, we are on Facebook Live, facebook.com forward slash KJW25 forward slash. I'm going to find us one last question for our listeners at home. Uh, and uh, you guys just got to email diningonadime at yahoo.com. If you answer all four questions correctly, uh, you can get a $15 gift card to your favorite restaurant. Uh, let's do some more Greek facts. Uh, Greek cuisine has one of the... Okay, Greece has one of the richest varieties of wildlife in the entire world, which I thought was fascinating. Uh, Greek is one of the oldest written languages in the world. It is more than 5,000 years old. So the Greek language is one of the oldest written. Uh, it has more than, it's more than 5,000 years old. Uh, let's do this for question number four for our listeners at home. Doesn't matter if it's uh, a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now. If you answer this question, uh, all four questions correctly, uh, we will send you a, a gift card to your favorite restaurant, $15. What explorer uh, was Greek? There's a very famous, famous, very famous explorer who is Greek. Uh, what was his name? Uh, there are also more than 4,000 traditional dances in Greece. Also, here's another thing I thought was cool. Uh, the phrase, take the bull by the horns, actually was uh, invented in Greece. <laughs> One of our Facebook uh, live listeners said that Greece also can't spell Greece. <laughs> uh, he's talking about the movie Greece and the country. <laughs> uh, football is the national sport. Uh, what, oh, here's another question for our listeners at home or the listeners on Facebook Live. I've already given the listeners at home four trivia questions. What date is the National Day in Greece? What date is National Day in Greece? That is your question. If you're on Facebook Live, I see a, a lot of people on Facebook Live. If you can answer that question, uh, what what, when is Greek National Day? Try to answer that one. Uh, if you're on Facebook Live, go ahead. Uh, what is the currency in Greece? <laughs> uh, next question. Uh, the capital of Greece is what? Capital of Greece is what? Uh, what is the capital of Greece? Um, and... All right, so that those are the questions. Dining on a dime at yahoo.com. If you answer all four questions correctly, you can win a $15 gift card to a restaurant of your choosing. Thank you for joining us this week. Keep in mind, every week we take a different country in the world, and we talk about the country itself and the cuisine. Today, fantastic input by Matt Maritea. He gave you the alcohol pairings with your favorite Greek cuisine. Peter DeFeo gave you his real-life experience of traveling to Greece. Next show is in two weeks. It's going to be about Chinese food. Thank you for joining us. Have a great day. Oh, no.